Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, spoiler alert, Tracy Sandler, and super excited to welcome back to the show host of The Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game, host of NBC Sports Bay Area's Warriors pre- and post-game show, and he's going to have some Warriors things to talk about. Vontae Hill. Vontae, oh, welcome Tracy, back. Tracy, it's been far too long. Good to see you. Uh, good to talk to you. I'm, I'm a little je- jealous of the life you live down in La La Land. Sunshine, swimming pools, Dodger games, Laker games, you name it. But I don't know who lives a better life than Tracy Sandler. I'm trying to, though. I'm trying to get there. Well, I will say, and I don't want to complain because I know that we can't complain about our weather in L.A. here, but it has not been all that sunny. In fact, last week when I was up in the Bay Area for the uh, 49ers local pro day, it was gorgeous. It was like the most perfect day, high 60s, low 70s, sunny, just gorgeous. Came back to L.A. and it was gross and it was raining. And, you know, so if that makes you feel any better, uh, yeah, there it there's is. that. I don't know if it does, but there's that. Uh, let's. Let's start talking about the Warriors. I want to get into some 49ers draft stuff as the draft is finally almost upon us next week. But let's start with the Warriors who are now 2-0 to the Sacramento Kings. I'm going to have to give you full disclosure here. I don't really care that much either way, but I'm a little bit on this Kings bandwagon because I just think it's a cool story to turn around, light Uh the beam. I like the color (laughs) purple. I mean, there's just a lot of things going for them. My buddy Chris Biederman oh, covers the team. Now, I like to think that the team got good when Biederman started covering them. It's a possibility. Uh, but it's been exciting to watch them. But I know from your perspective, this series no, is not going No, well. it's not. It's not. Um, look, the Kings have had a nice little cute story, I like to call it. And it is funny that Biederman jumped on that bandwagon for the Sacramento B covering the Sacramento Kings. I didn't even know Keaton knew how to spell basketball. But what do you know? No, I love you, Chris. I do. I do. I'm just taking a shot. Um, Sacramento, <laughs> look. They had a great season. They're connected. They play the right way. They remind me of the old Warriors. They're young, athletic. They have a great leader in their franchise in terms of Mike Brown and De'Aaron Fox. Um, I love those guys. They have good people on that team. And, you know, it is something to have a city that has one pro team. That's the only show in town. Mm-hmm. And they've waited 17 years for this moment to be in a playoff. So, I am happy for them. I respect them. I think they've been a better team through two games. Um, and the Warriors, in a way, the first two games in the series, Tracy, has been a microcosm of their season. They seem a little disjointed. They're turning mm-hmm. the ball over at a higher rate. Um, 22 turnovers a game number two. They're giving up points off those turnovers. The points in the paint, the Kings are getting easier shots than in Golden State Warriors. The Kings are like plus 30 when it comes to points in the paint so far this series. So uh, they've got a lot of work to do. Now, they're still the champs. They still have that championship pedigree, but the Warriors, they're in trouble here. They've got to figure something out here on how to unlock Stephen Curry, whether or not Jordan Poole could play well. Um, the Kings have made all the plays down the stretch, and that's been the most surprising thing to me is that the younger team with the lack of experience in the Sacramento Kings have played like the team that's been in the finals for many seasons, Tracy. It's actually been wild to see how this has transpired through the first two games. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. 
basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. You mentioned Jordan Poole. Which oh, yeah. I always like Jordan Poole because <laughs> he went to Michigan, and of course was one of my most favorite Michigan mm-hmm. moments ever. Where in that Final Four, I was literally hiding. So you guys have never been to my house. Um, and no offense to most of you, were probably going to keep it that way. But but like, <laughs> I am too, not necessarily you, Bonte, because I know you. So you and your family are welcome. But I just I don't usually invite strangers in my home. But I have these two couches and there's like right. a console behind one of the couches. And during that game, I literally was crouched behind the console. Cause I was like, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. And then of course jumped up just in time to see it. So Jordan Poole holds a special place in my heart. He gets a lot of praise yeah. and then flack, I would say from Warriors fans. And I know that's because he's very up and down, but you said, you said a magic Michigan word. So oh, yeah. I had to bring him up and he would then that I would kind of root for the Warriors because right. no, you know it all started like I, I love Jordan Poole. I remember his uh, rookie introductory presser uh, over at the practice facility, and he uh, man he he's a really cool kid, dude. He's eccentric. He's lovable. He's got a personality. His smile brights up the room. And I remember that. I remember it like it was yesterday. So to see him grow up and have the impact he had last season on the championship team, it was really cool. JP's a really cool dude. I'm actually in a commercial with him, Tracy. Go figure. Uh, before and after every Warriors game. I mean, he's a really good dude. But, you know, this year it all obviously started off rocking with what happened in training camp between him and Draymond Green. And he's gotten a lot of flack for no reason. Like, Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole get the finger pointed at the most, which is befuddling to me. Um, I've been using that word all day. But it, it really has been because – He's been asked to play with so many different combinations. He's been asked to start, come off the bench, play with different guys. Uh, when the big guys don't play, except for Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins, he still is asked to play. Yet he played in all 82 games. He played through all the injuries, and he still averaged about 20 points per game. Um, so he does get a lot of flack. Now, Clay Thompson mentioned after the game that he's playing with half a foot. And last night, he just did not play well whatsoever. So if he can't go with half a foot, it's probably best for him not to play. And I get it. He's a competitor. Who the hell am I, Tracy, to say, hey, Jordan Poole, don't play. We don't need you because you're not helping the team. But I get the resiliency in that and saying, hey, these are the playoffs. I'm going to strap it up and play. We see it in football all the time with the 49ers. Guys are playing with injuries all the time. So uh, Jordan Poole's gotten an unfair amount of criticism so much. I mean, from the fan base, from media members. He hasn't been shown a lot of love this year, which is crazy because all last season, Tracy, we're all having pool parties. We're all loving what Jordan Poole was bringing to the mm-hmm. table. So um, I hope he turns it around in this series because they really do need him. He's one of the few guys who can get to the free throw line. He has that explosion. He has that quickness. When he gets hot, it's nothing like it. He plays to the fan base. I love Jordan Poole. I really do, man. Just watch his journey just with the go to state Warriors. How many guys go down to the G League, come back, go back down to the G League, not lose their confidence, come back and help this team win? I mean, it's really an incredible story. So – uh, I, I hope he can figure it around, but he does get a lot of unfair criticism 
uh, all season long and play like that. I take a lot of calls. They all want Jordan Poole. A lot of people, oh, Jordan Poole this, Jordan Poole that. Well, what about the big dogs? Because the big dogs have been as much, uh, they've been responsible for a lot of the losing on the road, a lot of the turnovers. Like last night, Jermont Green and Steph had 10 turnovers between them. That can't happen. That's that's the champions right there. That's not on Jordan Poole, Tracy. No, it's not on Jordan Poole. So before we get to the 49ers draft, I would love to know, I hate to put you on the spot, how do you think the rest of the series is going to go? Down to nothing is not easy. I know it, people they, people come back from it, but... I'm rolling with the Warriors. I picked the Warriors at six before the series. I'm going to continue to roll okay. with the Warriors in the series. I think they win the next game at Chase Center. Game four will be an absolute classic. And then the Kings will start to get a little tight once the series shifts back to Sacramento for game number five. And I have the Warriors at six. Okay. I'm I'm going to go ahead and pick. <laughs> I like it. Seven. I like it. That's fine. For fun. Yeah, why not? Just because why not? not? It, I, Just because I, I do want the Warriors to win, too. It's, it's a little selfish. Face. I know we want to move on the Niners here. But, you know, in this market, they love their Giants baseball. The, the Giants are unwatchable. All right. I'm not ready for basketball right, to right. end and talk about the offseason quarterback position because God knows I don't want to talk about the Giants because they're not compelling at all. We don't have a Mookie Betts. We don't have a J.D. Martinez or a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Will Smith. We don't have any of that. We've got Michael Conforto and Logan Webb, who's old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, I can't believe it. I mean, yeah, it, it is bananas to me. It is. It is early. I mean, the Dodgers are not exactly lighting the world on fire right now. You did. You brought up another magic word in Clay Thompson. Yeah. His brother, Trace Thompson, plays for the Dodgers. So you did bring I, up I, a few I, magic I, words from here. Everything my Kings love. I forgot. Yeah, oh, Clay Thompson, yeah. Jordan Poole. Hey, I'm just um, catering, I'm catering to the Tracy Sandler show. I know, I know what makes good content. I know what's going to get you going here. Michigan, Dodger talk. Exactly. Tracy's all over it. She will take the bait every time. <laughs> every time. Every single time, and I appreciate it. And that is going to help me segue beautifully. We are going to talk about quarterback, but we're going to do that a little bit later. Let's talk a little bit of the draft. You said Michigan, so there are three Michigan players. I want. I mean, there are actually right. like a million Michigan players. I would like the 49ers to pick. Josh mm-hmm. Dubas said the other day on Twitter that because of you know because of my love, he said they should let you make the picks, but you can't use one on Cody Ballinger, which would be a tough bargain. But I could I could live with it. I mean, if I were in charge here, I'd be like, who's on the board for Michigan? That's the right. only thing I need to know. That's who we're going with. The 49ers would pick so fast if I were in charge because it would just be, oh, she mm-hmm. picked the Michigan guy. Oh, the next Michigan guy. But the 49ers have some interesting needs. And so I want to talk a little bit about offense. Well, we'll okay. start, let's start with kicker because we know about that. I've talked about it on the show a lot. I, of course, want Jake Moody. And also, kicker is not usually the one that you just start with. But under the circumstances, the 49 yeah. said Robbie Gold. There's a reason he had the nickname mm-hmm. good as Gold, and he was incredible. I mean, look, like, you could put Robbie Gold out there at the end of a playoff game in Green Bay freezing and know you were most likely going to get the game-winning kick. They're, they're now going to be in need of that. They got Zane Gonzalez, which John Lynch at the owners' meetings told us was a move, not the move. So Michigan player number one that I want them to pick mm. is Jake Moody. But yeah. everybody knows that. So there are a couple other areas of need on the offense. One of them is kind of an under-the-radar area of need, and that is mm. at wide receiver. And I say that because next season, they may have to choose between Brandon yeah. Ayuk and Debo Samuel. They may not be able to keep both of them. 
my gut, and this is based on nothing but observation, gut, and just being there every day, is Brandon Ayuk wins out on that. Assuming he stays healthy this season, he's more durable. Mm -hmm. He's a true wide receiver. And Christian Mm -hmm. McCaffrey changes things for the 49ers. So it becomes kind of a sneakier need. Juwan Jennings Mm -hmm. on a one-year contract. Ray Ray McLeod on a one-year contract. Mm -hmm. Do you see where I'm going with this? So a wide receiver that, of course, jumps out to me is Ronnie Bell because he went to the University of Michigan. But I just would love to get your thoughts kind of on this and the wide receiver receiver position and how much the Fortnite. Yeah, I, I think it's been a need that. quietly. Just having one of those big, deep threats, maybe a big guy like, you know, we've all, I've always claimed for a guy like DK Metcalf, right? A guy who's 6'4", 6'5", could high point mm-hmm. the ball. You know, growing up watching Terrell Owens do that with the 49ers, like, wow, look at that. Um, and I do, I'm with you. I, I said this last year about Brennan Ayuk. I, coming into the season, I thought he's the most consistent wide receiver on the football team. I thought he was a better pure wide receiver than Debo Samuel. Um, and I was coming into the season. I thought Brendan Ayuk was ascending the way he ended that 2021 season. And I'm with you. If you had a choice right now to pick between Debo and Brendan Ayuk and long-term projections, I'm taking Brendan Ayuk all day long. And it's not a knock on Debo Samuel. It's just, what is he now in this offense? You see a wide receiver, is he a scat back. Is he a guy who's going to run a jet sweeps? Cause you know what? Teams were all over that. Teams were all over that this past season yeah. when it came to Debo Samuel. So, and McCaffrey does change things. You're right on point with that. So I do think another wide receiver, because you can never have enough, Tracy. You can't. You look at Cincinnati, right. look at Kansas City, you look at Philadelphia, you look at all the weapons that all these other teams have, you need two capable wide receivers, and they need to do a little bit, uh, things a little bit differently. Like, I, you could run that power splant. He's really good on those drag routes. He has good hands. He's big, a nice target. But you need a receiver who could beat who can take the top off the defense. And I think they're really missing that Tracy. So if you can get a guy who can take the top off the defense, give me a name. I don't care, but having a threat, like you look at Philadelphia and you were there at the NFC championship game. I was there having AJ Brown. It's like, Oh my gosh, you got to honor him. You need a safety over the top because if you don't, Jalen hurts is going to hit him deep. Uh, Devontae Smith also capable of doing that while running all the underneath stuff. So it would be good to have that with the 49ers, George Kittle, Ayuk, and maybe it's Debo this year as well, but having another guy outside who could take the top off the defense, I think the Niners have needed that for so many years, Tracy, even since the hardball days. Oh, yes, absolutely. There are certain things right. that the 49ers mm-hmm. seem to always need, yep. and that is offensive linemen, mm-hmm. wide receivers, and corners. It just we seem to be – and I think part of that, in fairness to the 49ers – is a little bit of, there's just not that many right. great ones of all no of those three positions. So I do think that, that is part of it. And there's, you know, there, when you want to build depth, I mean, something like, I think with the cornerback room, which I actually hadn't planned to talk about today, but I think we'll bring up for last, you know, last season, it felt like it was the most robust mm-hmm. cornerback room that they, mm-hmm. that they had in a long time. And it was, but it, in terms of bodies, but it wasn't necessarily in terms right. of talent. And I don't mean that unkindly, even though right. I know that maybe right. 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 But I, I think that's something to keep in mind. Obviously, Charvarius Ward was a huge pickup last year. Uh, Javon mm-hmm. Hargrave on the line is that pickup for this year. So, you know, that's kind of another area that they're going to have to look at in terms of corner because they lose Emmanuel Mosley to free agency. He's in Detroit. I think the Lions mm-hmm. are going to be a pretty exciting team, but that's a podcast mm-hmm. for a different time. You lose Emmanuel Mosley. Diameter Lenore, this is his position. I think it's his position to lose. I don't think he'll lose it. I really, I don't think he should have to compete for it. I think he showed enough 
think we saw enough improvement, especially from year one to year two. So I'd be excited to see what happens from year two to year three. But then they need some more bodies and yeah. they need some more talent no. in that room. So cornerback also becomes an area of need again. And this just always seems to be an area of need. No, no doubt. And years. look, they've done a great job. I give John Lynch and company credit. They've done a great job of, you know, developing talent in the secondary. I thought when they lost, uh, 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 oh my God, he went to Denver, uh, K1 Williams, K1 Williams in a nickel slot. I did not want yes. to lose him. I thought he was a really good nickel corner. They were able to replace him. Uh, and Jimmy Ward took a lot of that role last year, obviously in the nickel back spot. Uh, you played really well, uh, bring it back to Sean Gibson at safety. I like that move. Um, Samuel Womack, the third has a lot of potential. Uh, Ombre Thomas, your Michigan guy. I, we'll see about him. This is a make it or break it type of season yeah. for him, but you can never have enough corners in Absolutely. this league because you know it, Tracy, you study the game. You watch the game every single week. You watch practice. All these teams are coming out with three wide receivers. <laughs> You're in your nickel basically yeah. 70 to 80% of the time anyway. So you can never have enough corners. Now it is tough on young cornerbacks. That scares me in the league when you have rookies or second or third year players going up against these experienced quarterback uh, quarterbacks in the league. But you can never have enough cornerbacks. It's uh, it always feels like it's a position to need. And Tarbius Ward, it seemed like he wore down a little bit late in the season. Hopefully, he could stay off that injury list. The groin injury really seemed to bother him at times last year. But Diamond Nord coming along, playing physical, I like that. And by the end of the season, Tracy, I think we all felt like okay, cornerback room is good. Quarterback room is good because I trust Lynch and I trust his defense, his defensive staff to develop the secondary and develop cornerbacks. So uh, I expect them to fully drop the corner. I mean, the Niners have three third round picks. They have three fifth round picks. So, you know, they're going to take a shot at one of these secondary, uh, one of these corners here in the league. But I will say this about corners, young corners, at least, at least they're experienced enough to know that it's a passing league now because in college football, all they do is run the spread offense. They're throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game. There's not too many teams built like the Niners in college football. It's more so like, Hey, let's spread it out. Let's throw the ball all over the yard. So at least corners are used to playing pass defense and, and going up against quarterbacks who are going to throw the ball all over the yard. So that is an advantage for younger secondary members, as opposed to like 10 years ago where teams were still running the football, running I formation a lot in college football the 49ers okay. that he got hurt in Superdome against the Saints. So I could always use a good center. I think that's a hallmark of your offensive line. You call the audibles, the line protections, and then right tackle. How do you fill it up? Um, Mike McGlinchey obviously had an up and down career with the 49ers. You know how the fans felt about him. Um, <laughs> you know, they always send clips, yeah. one clip or whatnot. I know that doesn't tell a story, but they definitely need to address it because with these young quarterbacks, and we saw that in the industry championship game, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to be one, two, three in that order at the quarterback spot. They're all going to compete for the job. They wouldn't even know if Brock Purdy is going to be ready, but they need protection. A young quarterback needs protection. So what's a quarterback's best friend? A great running game and pass protection, a good offensive line, helping keeping those guys up and keeping their jersey clean. So I think I have a philosophy personally, always draft the center, always draft the guard, always draft the tack. Some in some spot. I feel like you need to draft two offensive linemen to help develop them every single season. Because you'll never know when they go down and there's a league full of pass rushers, elite freaks on the edge. And when you look at Philadelphia, what they did in that industry championship game, there's no doubt that position, that area, whether it's center guard or right tackle, needs to be addressed in the draft. And I think they'll do that. So whatever name comes in, make sure you fill it up and hopefully they can get some guys who could be here for the next five to 10 years. Well, a center that could be interesting for this team is Ricky Stromberg out of Arkansas. And he should, in theory, 
be available in some of those later rounds. But again, with the draft, you just never know. You brought up quarterback and we're going to mm-hmm. end on quarterback because you cannot oh, have boy. a 49ers podcast ever without talking about quarterback. Yeah. Brock Purdy, this is his job. If he's ready, when he's ready, this is his job. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been really clear about that. Obviously, we'll see what Trey does in this offseason. He certainly has an opportunity, but should Brock be ready? He has proven that it's his job, as, as Kyle Shanahan told us at the owners' yeah. meetings. Had he not gotten hind- injured, he was the starter, and it wasn't even a question. Of course, things come up, but I still would venture to say, should he be ready when he's ready, it's his job. But this is a huge offseason for Trey Lance. And I think in fairness to oh. Trey Lance, I know I keep using that phrase. That's a that's a very Tracy Sandler phrase. I use it a right. lot in fairness to. But in <laughs> fairness to Trey Lance, he's, he's just not played a lot of football. And he didn't play a lot of football in college. He certainly hasn't played a lot of football in the pros. He's gotten injured a fair amount. But this becomes an important offseason for him. It's an important offseason for Sam Darnold. Because this is a guy who had all this potential very high draft pick. He's been not in great situations. And so I feel for him in that way. It'll be great to see what he can do with Brian Greasy, with Kyle Shanahan in this offense, but quarterback, always a position of interest uh, reported that Brock Purdy does not have the huge bionic man brace on anymore. We'll obviously know more at 12 weeks. That's the timeline that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have said. I'm sure that when we talk to John Lynch on Monday in his pre-draft, availability that he always does uh he'll be get he will ask him plenty of questions about Brock Purdy and his readiness but almost Brock aside we talked about you know Ambry Thomas but on a much greater extent this is in many ways a make or break off season for Trey Lance oh there's no question there's no question this is it for Trey Lance and look and I'm gonna steal your phrase in fairness to Trey the injuries have held him back um, in fairness to Trey, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't seen enough from him. Um, and and look, Sam Darnold didn't come here just to be the third string quarterback. Sam Darnold's coming he here not. to play. I think Sam Darnold's looking at the situation saying, boy, there's Christian McCaffrey, there's George Kittle, there's Debo, there's Ayuk. Oh, and there's an elite play caller in Kyle Shanahan. I've never been in this position before. So he's coming in to take the job mm-hmm. as well. So if Trey Lance can't go this year, it, it would be sad. It would be sad for Trey because I didn't like the game plan of him using him in the first two weeks of the season or whatever, and all the narratives surrounding that. But also, it would be another first-round blunder for this regime, uh, for the 49ers. Would you use that much draft capital to move up to number three overall and select Trey Lance? You're expected to have a guy for the next five to eight years. And unfortunately, that's where we're at in year number three. We need to see if Trey Lance can be the guy and the fact that all the players, you know, are like, hey, Brock's our number one. Brock's our guy. It's sad to me that Trey Lance hasn't been able to capture that locker room or seize this opportunity. Now his body failed him. He gets hurt. You don't know when you're going to get hurt. It happens. Injuries happen in, in football. It could happen to anybody. But I, I'm with you here. This is it for Trey Lance. It feels like in a 49ers uniform. In a uniform uh, 49ers uniform, I should say. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you could trade Trey Lance. Well, what type of value does he have? He only played four games for the 49ers. Teams are not going to give up second or third round picks for Trey Lance, but they don't even know who he is yet. And the fact that he hasn't played a lot of football since 2019, it, it, it really is that, Tracy. So I'm with their 100%. It's not just Brock he has to worry about. It's also Sam Darnold. 
Sam Darnold's coming in here. He's going to get equal opportunity to get the number one rep with the starting unit. And so Trey Lance has to perform. And I know the defense is tough. It's a stout defense, and he's going to have to see him in training camp. Trey Lance has to ball off. There's no more excuses whatsoever. I'm pulling for Trey. I still have a lot of stock in Trey Lance books, uh, to be the quarterback of the 49ers. But again, I, he's going to have to compete with not only Brock Purdy, but as well, he's going to have to compete with Sam Darnold. Well, I th- and I think the biggest issue for Trey Lance is Trey Lance. That's his number one concern. That's the person he has to be the most concerned about because that will will change everything. And I, I would say, I don't know that he hasn't been able to you know, get the locker room, so to speak, just he hasn't had the opportunity. You know, Richard Sherman always used to say, and I know he wasn't the first person to say it, but I heard him say it and I liked it, that the best ability was availability. And Brock Purdy was available and he proved it. He proved he could do it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, if he ends up being the franchise quarterback, yes, they did trade a lot of draft capital for Trey Lance, but I guess you could make the argument, I've made the argument, that if there's no Trey Lance, they don't draft Brock Purdy. So if he ends up being the guy, then he ends up being the guy and they'll see what happens. But it's an important offseason for him, for this team or for a future team. Because I would say if he has a great offseason, if he has a great preseason, if Brock isn't ready weeks one or two, which let's chances are he won't be ready week one, may not even be ready week two. Well, obviously, we'll see. I'm not a doctor here, but I just think it, chances are. Uh, and he has a great couple of games, then all of a sudden trade value does go up. I don't know that they're in a rush to get rid of any quarterbacks, especially after what happened in Philadelphia. And I know it was a fluke thing, but after that happens, I do think that's hard to get out of your mind and you want to make sure you have enough people on the roster. Should something like that happen again? But this is a really big off season for him, for his NFL career, not just his 49ers career. So I really like Trey a lot. I think he is a really good quarterback. I think he could be the guy, be it in San Francisco or be it somewhere else. I definitely think he has that potential, but he's going to have to prove it to everybody. And that will be something to watch because you cannot have a 49ers offseason without some sort of quarterback drama. It's just not how they work. It's just not how they roll. It is seven years in and we're still having quarterback drama. Off from Jimmy Garoppolo. This goes back to Steve Young and Joe Montana. Like, I mean, this has been going oh on since the beginning of time for Forever, forever is- Tracy. But, and, and even with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, it's been reported that the Ferrers will do joint practices with the Raiders, which promises to just be a lot of fun for all the reasons that one might think. So with that, Fonte, I'm going to let you go get prepped for Warriors game three. I know you're not playing in it, but I feel like you got to get prepped for it. So I'm going to let you go and do that. But before I do that, please reiterate where everybody can find you. Yep. At Vontae Hill on Twitter, follow me at your own risk. I can be a riot at times, although I've toned it down in recent years. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Vontae Hill. Give me a follow. Uh, try to be like Tracy Sandler. I'm going to all these games, uh, doing the thing here in the Bay Area. So Niners, Giants, Warriors, I'm talking all about it. 6 to 10 in the morning on 95-70 game. Uh, Warriors pre and post game on NBC Sports Bay Area. So doing it all, man. Try to, try to get it like Tracy down there in L.A. Well, Vontae, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. I'm on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. On Twitter at 49ers Fangirl. We are brought to you by Bet Online. If you like what you heard, and I know that you did, please make sure to give us a five-star rating and a super positive and amazing review. 
And with that, I'll talk to everybody later this week. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.